Good evening. Today is Monday, July 26th, and we are studying Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step, well, this week is Appendix 1, the AA tradition, and our speaker tonight is Amy B. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Michelle, team Monday for uh, July, and thank you to uh, everyone else doing service here tonight and everyone who is here. Um, before I start, I do want to just like take a, a moment to direct my thinking and align with my divine ideals and hope that I can be a conduit for the message, a vessel for my experience, dreams, and hope. Okay. Ooh, so good um, to see everybody tonight. And, um, you know, the traditions is something that, you know, people don't often line up to talk about the traditions. And um, I felt exactly that way when I sort of came in, like, and especially when I started getting into this, I mean, first, I didn't want to have anything to do with the big book at all. And then once I got into the steps, like the traditions were just like, more rigmarole and rules and like, just, just not interesting. The more that my work in the steps has deepened and the more I get in the center of the herd with regards to fellowship, with regards to service and with regards to practicing these principles in all of my affairs, which means like in my relationships and in my workplace and like all of that other stuff, I have grown to recognize that not only are the traditions really interesting, but I need them. I need them for a full recovered life. And um, this meeting, this this meeting, part of the the mission of this meeting, the the committee or group, the group conscience rather of people who came together to sort of form this meeting a while ago, some of the things that were focused on were directly related to traditions, like having multiple perspectives on each step, multiple people talking about each chapter. So it's never one voice. It's never, you know, one perspective. Also with regards to the inclusive language here, that's about really leaning into tradition 10 about no outside issues because, and, and it's interesting because we say gender neutral, but I've been thinking about it and I wonder, and, and I might, you know, I, I would love to hear everybody's thoughts on this. I, I think what, what the intention is and what the tradition 10 piece of it is, is spiritually neutral. Um, without any regards to any preconceived notion about spirituality of which gender is one of those things. So when we say a gender neutral version of the steps, we're really talking about a spiritually neutral version of the steps or the tradition saying higher power or, or anything like that. And, and the book is, the, the big book is very clear to say that that is 100% aligned um, with, with this program of recovery. So tradition 10, tradition 12, and, and also the idea of tradition one, um, that our common welfare must come first. And I want to read from the long form for a second of, uh, tradition one, where's my book? I have like, I have the 12 and 12, and I also have the, uh, big book ahead of me. And that's another thing. 
the, the traditions, the 12 and 12, let's not skip over that. It's not just the 12 steps. This program is more than the 12 steps. When Bill W. sat down after the, the big book had been published and the fellowship was starting to like grow and recovery was starting to spread and he wanted to take a deeper dive into all of it, he didn't just write a book about the 12 steps. He wrote the 12 steps and the 12 traditions, the 12 and 12. So from the long form of tradition one, each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is but a small part of a great whole. AA must continue to live or most of us will surely die. Hence, our common welfare comes first, but individual welfare follows close afterwards, which means that our, our fellowship, our program must survive. So we have to take, make sure we take care of the community, the collective, and that that collective takes care of its individuals. And that long form that our common welfare must come first, that we are in this to, to save our own lives and to have a life of purpose. We cannot, we should not, we are directed, these are directions. Remember the big book is a direction manual. We are directed to make sure that this is a welcoming and hospitable environment, inclusive environment. And that starts in tradition one. Um, I, I can go through all of the traditions um, uh, and maybe I'll, I'll touch on each of them. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God is expressed in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Like, again, this is very important to never be somebody running the show, whether it's an intergroup, a meeting, uh, a sponsor-sponsee a, a, a relationship is a partnership. Yes, one person is giving direction, but, but it's not like somebody's the boss of somebody else. Nobody is the boss in a way. There are no superstars in OA. There are no, I mean, there might be people who like you hear on podcasts because they're good speakers. They're not superstars. They're just people who are sharing their experience, strength, and hope. There is no ultimate authority in OA, either as a speaker or an organizer or a leader. There's just our group, our, our, our loving, a loving God as expressed through our group conscience. So once again, the collective is there. Um, three, the only requirement is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Again, inclusivity, the, the, the totality, the collective must survive. Um, tradition four, each group should be autonomous and sets as matters expecting um, OA as a whole. That's another one. Like we can choose by group conscience to have a spiritually neutral version of the steps. I'll say when I say the serenity prayer in this meeting, I say guides grant me the serenity because this is an inclusive place in which we are welcome to do so. But that should not affect OA as a whole. So when I go to any other OA meeting, I say God, because that is the word that is used in that. And, and what this group decides by group conscience is autonomous. We have that right to take care of our collective, 
But that doesn't mean, no, I'm not saying somebody would have a problem with me saying it, but I should not make assumptions in the same way of anything that happens in one meeting that happens in another, that anything happens on one service board might be carried over to another meeting or anything like that. Um, that each group is autonomous. Um, five, ooh, five, tradition five, man. Each group has but one primary purpose. One primary purpose. Those two words mean the same thing. It's like, you know, from the Department of Redundancy Department. So I'm guessing it's important. One primary purpose to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. To carry the message of recovery. This book is the message. The steps are the message. We, we communicate them through our own narrative, through our experience, strength, and hope. But our primary purpose is to carry the message of recovery to the people who still suffer. And, and nothing should get in the way of that is what this tradition says. Um, six, an AA group I'll never finance endorse or lend the AM. This is actually kind of you know interesting historically because there were all these very wealthy people in the original AAs and like you know, the donating to like buy them influence. And they put the kibosh on that like toot sweet, like from Jump Street, they were like, nobody's buying this organization. Nobody's sponsoring it. Nobody's putting it, their name on it. it. You know, obviously like there are donations, but they're made anonymously and everybody is an equal member. Like that's also, um, and no outside enterprises. Nobody should be able to go and be like, we're an offshoot of an OA, we're OA approved. Like the only thing OA approved is, what, is what's on the OA.org website. And we can have our feelings about that and we can have like outreach discussions, but but the traditions are here to make sure that the the collective survives. So we don't, we don't deal in outside enterprise, we just don't, we just live and let live as, as one of our slogans says. Seven, fully self-supporting outside contributions, declining outside contributions. That's part of partly the same thing, but we do that seven tradition. Eight, remain forever non-professional, which is again, just to say like, we shouldn't be super organized. Like we, it shouldn't become a machine and anything that we could do to keep it focused on the message and away from becoming a machine. I, I believe that that's what that tradition implies. Um, and then ought never be organized service boards or special workers. So again, they're saying like, obviously there, there needs to be some kind of structure. These are the less, um, but again, it's rules for living our lives to keep it like we can have structure, but it, but nobody's in charge. Um, and then 10, no opinion on outside issues. We talked about that also. Like we don't, religion, politics, we might all have our opinions, but we don't really talk about them in meetings because we want to keep the collective safe or we don't, it, it, it's, you know, the opinions express like those lines, but our prayers are all, the ones in official OA meetings are, are OA approved so that nobody feels excluded. Um, I know that when I started in OA, there was um, a meeting that used uh, a prayer that was religious and, and, and it came up in traditions and then they stopped doing it because it was, you know, they, there were people who were coming into the rooms and feeling uncomfortable and it was getting in the way of tradition five, which is carrying the message. Um, 
11, public relations policy based on attraction rather than promotion. Personal anonymity at the level of press, films, radio, and TV. That's about not using our names publicly, like as a spokesperson, um, personal anonymity. But the one I really want to talk about tonight, and I saved the bulk of my share for, is 12. And our, our closing reading tonight is the long form of 12, um, but I'm going to read it now also. Um, and it's in the big book and it's on page, it starts on the bottom of page 565. 12, and finally, we of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the principle of anonymity has an immense spiritual significance. It reminds us that we are to place principles before personalities that we are actually to practice a genuine humility. This to the end that our this to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation over God who provides over us all who presides over us all principles before personalities means humility principles over personalities means that that any, it, it is the true expression that my recovery is not because of anything that I am special or wonderful or whatever. It is because I have the grace of a divine higher power. It is because I have the connection to divine guidance that is a true north for me. So if I'm communicating, if I'm talking about the message of recovery, you know what? Here's a, here's a thing that comes up a lot. Crosstalk. Crosstalk in an OA meeting. And people talk about crosstalk with regards to it violating anonymity. And I don't think it's very well understood or it gets confused. And, you know, there are some meetings that are very, very strict and they'll say no crosstalk to the point where you may not acknowledge or even the speaker, you can't thank the speaker. They're like very, very strict. I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I, okay. Uh, when I think about crosstalk, there are times where I'll give a share and afterwards, or, or somebody will give a share, a person will give a share. And afterwards people are saying, Oh, I love listening to you. I always love listening to you. I'm so happy to hear you. You're such an inspiration. You're did that's that's cross talk in terms of principles over per, like personalities over principles. Praising the speaker. The speaker is there to carry a message. Principles over personalities. Again, the the idea that we try to have in this meeting. One of the one of the things that came from the founding of this meeting was the idea that we would have multiple voices on every single step is because each one is valid. Each one is somebody's narrative on their experience in the steps and might be helpful, but each one is also just a reflection of a larger message of a program of recovery and, and, it's real easy 
you know, look, I mean, it says find somebody. Thank you, Arlene. It says find somebody who has what you want. Like when you're looking for a sponsor or when you're doing outreach calls or when you're saying, hey, I I, give me a cool podcast, not a cool podcast, like an informative podcast on this step or that step or whatever. Obviously, there there are people's names that might come to mind. That being said, it's hopefully because the message that that person is delivering is impactful, actionable, well communicated from the book. Having multiple perspectives means it means that the first OA meeting that I went to, the person who was speaking up front, I really had nothing in common with. And uh, hearkening back to an earlier tradition we were talking about and they did a prayer that was specifically of religion that I did not belong to and I felt very much like that was not my room or this was not my program and thankfully I went back to another room and I heard another perspective and I heard the serenity prayer which felt inclusive these things these principles the idea that anonymity no one voice no one conception of a higher power no one definition of abstinence, no one way to sponsor or be sponsored is to be made an idol, to be lifted above our divine guidance. Anonymity, principles over personalities means that there is but one One thing that I know that I can look to without fail to be infallible guidance, and that's my divine, my divine guidance, my higher power, you know, you know, I I, God, G-O-D, guidance on direction. I'm I'm looking for divine guidance, my my highest principles and ideals. Those are the things that I can look to. An instruction manual that gives me a step, step works to follow. Uh, instructions to follow that I can look up to finding someone who has what I want will hopefully be a vessel you know (laughs) I saw somebody talking about something and they were making a joke and they were saying I've been used but as a vessel of the Lord to bring you the truth that you needed to hear that that in its most pure form is what principles over personalities means. Somebody's voice being used as a vessel for a higher purpose and a higher message, practicing these principles in all of our affairs. Um, I gotta say with my last you know, minute or so, the needing traditions, feeling for myself, that I need traditions, that the healthy meetings are the ones that are traditions that 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 look to traditions and that follow traditions. Um, it's this, it's a similar structure that my abstinence gives me, that a tenth step, the instructions that I know that I can follow give me. I don't always. It's interesting because I don't like dogma. I really do not like dogma following something just because it's written. And I think the spirit of the traditions are so protective 
and loving and also acknowledging how serious it is that we stay whole as a community, a fellowship, a, a, and, and, and a group of people. The, the first word is, is there is a solution is we. This is a collective. This depends on a collective. And, you know, we're addicts, we're humans. We're going to get in there and make it messy. We need a framework. We need a loving boundary, just like we need a food plan, just like we need steps. And the traditions is that for our community and for our collective. And um, I really have loved contemplating, meditating, and talking about the traditions. And I would love to hear everybody's thoughts on them as well. So um, thank you so much for letting me share tonight and be of service. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Amy. Um, thank you so much. So we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and I will call on the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Who would like to share first? If there's no objection, I would love to read the flagged things that I flagged in the AA 12 and 12 on tradition 12 and totally forgot to read. So, um, and this is just out of the AA 12 and 12 on page 184 and again on tradition 12. Um, uh, uh, I had said that we realized that the sacrificial spirit well symbolized by anonymity is the foundation of all the traditions. Um, and then on the next page, <laughs> um, it talks about how people, some new cameras, comers cared not at all for secrecy. They were talking about how at first anonymity was about, out of fear and then it became a spiritual tradition. Um, some of them cared not at all for secrecy. They wanted to shout it from the housetops and did blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes they got distressingly drunk and let their groups down with a bang. They had changed from AA members into AA show offs. Um, and then on the, on page 187, and this is where it's about protecting our collective. Everything, uh, uh, we simply could not afford to take the chance of letting self-appointed members present themselves as messiahs representing AA. And that's, look, we're humans and we're addicts and, 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 that's, that's, I think, a very important point. And then again, through 187, these experiences taught us that anonymity is real humility at work. It is an all pervading spiritual quality, which today keynotes AA life everywhere. Moved by the spirit of anonymity, we try to give up our natural desires, natural desires. We try to give up our natural desires for, excuse me, I, uh, for personal distinction as AA members, both among fellow alcoholics and before the general public. 
as we lay aside these very human aspirations, we believe that each of us takes part in the weaving of a protective mantle, which covers our whole society and under which we may um, grow and work in unity. And then that last sentence, we are sure that humility expressed by anonymity is the greatest safeguard Alcoholics Anonymous can ever have. So that really scores that home and I'll pass now. And I see Leslie has her hand up. Leslie, go ahead and uh, unmute and share. Thank you. Uh, my name is Leslie. I'm a compulsive overeater and very grateful to be here tonight and, um, and listen to someone who is goosed with the spirit. It's so beautiful. Um, I love that. And uh, I love that the steps are to the individual as the traditions are to the group and uh when i think of that that protective quality that was shared um that they were scrambling when from what i've read scrambling to hang on to what they thought was so precious and they didn't expect showboaters they didn't expect people to promote and they didn't expect people to donate hundreds of thousands of dollars. They, they just didn't have a clue uh, what was coming at them. And they were able to, through these traditions, just shut it down. And um, I'm very grateful for that. There's a guy um, that comes to a meeting on a regular basis that I go to and uh, he is a self-promoter. He just can't help himself. He's a, a physical fitness trainer. And he's like, you know, trolling the meeting for people who want a physical fitness trainer. And, um, and I was brought up in program to not promote what I do for a living ever. And in all the years I've been around these rooms, I have never, promoted myself. Now I'm retired, so you might hear about my past, but um, I can't gain from it anymore. And uh, it's such a pure and simple um, rule. You know, it's, it's those, it's, there are some unspoken um, or unwritten rules that just make sense. And, but we have the traditions to guide us through um, remaining sensible. So I am grateful for that. I just want to say that um, I have, uh, today is 31 days for me and I'm just to the moon, uh, excited to be with all of you. And what is different for me this time is uh, I have never availed myself of all of these social media tools that you guys use. And when you post, um, heading to a meeting, it starts in 10 minutes. I jump, I just jump, I go to that meeting, you know, and it's such a wonderful gift to me um, to have all of you all over this country be so inclusive and inviting. That's and your that's, time. Thank you. That's how we protect the herd. Thank you. Thanks, Leslie. And next up is Michelle M, followed by Jay. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle. I'm recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, Leslie, congratulations on 31 days. Um, and thank you, everybody, for your service. Uh, and I apologize. I could not uh, listen to the first portion. I received a phone call from my doctor. Amy, wow. I, uh, I'll i be honest. I, I haven't really been one to dive. I haven't, in my OA time, I haven't drove into the traditions. And there was a ton that stood out for me, but the two that really just touched my heart and feel really uh, relevant is one, that we are a vessel for our higher power. It is not about us. And something that I've really been working on and I received some phenomenal guidance from this meeting was my, my journey into sponsoring for the first time and taking uh, ego out of it. And, you know, we're a tour guide. We are just uh, guiding along. So that was very helpful. But the other thing I wanted to ask is you talked about, and I'm, I'm really appreciative that you talked about the experience of when someone shares a lead and then people, sometimes depending on the meeting, the entire meeting turns out ending up like uh, we're going to praise the person who gave the lead or the speaker and, and the message of the meeting is missed. It just turns into being a congratulations show, which don't get me wrong. Like some of these people are awesome and wonderful friends, but I've realized that there is a meeting, a local meeting from where I'm at that is very near and dear to my heart. And it, it isn't the healthiest meeting in terms of traditions. And I haven't done anything about it. I haven't called it out. I've been scared. I've been in fear. And I miss this meeting because I, I miss the people and I miss seeing them. And as you were talking about this, I realized, you know what, this might be a sign from higher power to ask for help. What can I do as a member of this organization and not making it about me to make this meeting more healthy? Um, so yeah, I just, I would love to have some feedback on that um, and, and just hear some experience, strength and hope with implementing traditions at meetings. Sure, sure. That's a great question because I think, well, I know I've had the experience of like having deep affection for a meeting that mm-hmm. was not as healthy as other meetings. Let's just say that. To give you a resource-specific data-driven answer, there are inventories on oa.org for healthy meetings that you can bring up at a business meeting. Has this meeting ever done an an inventory of the meeting? Uh, 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 It's basically like a check and it takes you through a series. How often are newcomers greeted or this it's a, it's on oa.org checklist for healthy meetings, doing a formal inventory. And that's something that you can propose at a business meeting. Um, I, you know, Again, I'm not sure if how they take group conscience in those business meetings, but you know, sometimes you have to say when is the business meeting, how may I make a proposal? And if and if somebody doesn't know, you can say, May I bring in somebody who can advise us on how to take a group conscience? That's so, you know, like again, it, it it's if it's done at the appropriate time in the meeting and you can ask the secretary, get there early you know, do I say this offline? Do I present this two weeks before the business meeting? 
and, and find out. And if they don't have a process, ask who can you consult to get one? So that's the whole resource driven answer that I'm gonna give you. The other side of it is some things we cannot control. Um, you know, like there's a lot of prayer and meditation to be done on this, a lot of directed thinking, um, you know, the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I yeah. can. There's probably a little bit of both mm -hmm. in that. I would ask if you've done a 10th step, on this meeting and how you feel about this meeting and what disturbs you about this meeting and what your fears are that are connected to that because that might help give you a little clarity on whether or not you actually do um, wanna take these first steps. And I will say, I've listened to a podcast. I think it was on a vision for you. I will double uh, on the chapter of vision for you. Um, but a podcast about two people telling the same sort of story to, they both had the same sponsor and the sponsor was like, I've had two people come to me talking about, I don't know what to do about this meeting that I love that isn't so healthy. And they both sort of prayed and meditated and one decided to sort of stay and be the change and see what you can do to model the kind of tradition driven behavior. And the other one said, you know, I'm holding on out of affection. I have other healthy meetings that I can go to and I'm going to go to a place um, where it's carrying the message and neither one of them were wrong. Um, and, and uh, you know, action and, and contemplative thought, directed thinking. I hope that was helpful. That's your time. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Amy, and thanks, Michelle, for your question. And we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.